Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint Podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College Ministry at the Point College. Let's jump into the message. waiting to say that. All right. It's so good to have you guys back. If you don't know me, I'm Pastor Madison. I'm the youth pastor here. And if you do know me, I missed you. I missed you dearly. Welcome back. Um, I hope that you have enjoyed the night so far. Don't mind them. Um, They're not there. But if you've been here before, there we go. Maybe you noticed some changes uh, to the youth room. We've been working really hard to just make it awesome for you guys. Praise Jesus, we made a different, we made like this whole stage move over. Could you imagine trying to fit you guys in half of this? Yeah, that would have been insane. So um, yeah, we're making changes. We put new paint on the balconies. We've been working really hard with the high school lounge. We got some new furniture. I think I assembled with Kaylee and her sisters and Amalia and many others, like 15 couches. So if anyone has a new couch that they need assembled, don't ask me, okay? Um, But a lot of people helped out with everything, and I I can't even go down the list of all the students who showed up to help out. But I do want to say a special thanks to Kaylee Pope. Can we give it up for Kaylee? Kaylee? Kaylee was just up here, and there were many times throughout the summer where I needed something or I needed help. And um, she's the first person I called on, and she's the first person to, to be right by my side serving and helping. And Kaylee, I really could not have done it without you. So thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. Um, I know that they already said some of these announcements, but I just want to go over them again just so you guys um, hear it for a second time and remember it. The high school lounge will be open next Wednesday. I am pumped. Did anybody see it? Raise your hand if you saw it, like the OG little back room. It was it was grubby, right? It looks so good in there. I'm keeping it locked tonight because I want a wow factor next week. Because uh, right now the, the floors aren't painted yet. But next week, the floors will be painted. We'll have uh, our pictures hung up. There's going to be some bistro, like uh, cafe lighting. We're going to have brand new furniture in there for you guys. And a little coffee bar for all you high schoolers. So it's going to be awesome. It's very industrial. And it, it looks really, really good. Um, we have quite a few more changes. So one thing that is going to change this year is our service order. Um, Some of you probably don't even remember what last year was, and if you're new, you're like, this is all new. Um, But the service order is changing, and all of the leaders and myself are very excited for this change. It's going to be really, really great. So on a typical night now in the 2023 to 2024 school year, after we do song and announcements like we just did, normally, we're not going to tonight, but normally we're going to actually break out into small groups and you we're going to take attendance there. We're going to pass around the offering bucket because we all know that we're tired of hearing the coins hit the floor, right? Uh, it's like a maze trying to get through you guys. So we're going to do that in your small groups. And then there will be time for you guys to fellowship with your small group and for you to actually get to know your small group a little bit better. There will be kind of like some fun stuff that you'll get to do. And then you guys will actually come back. We'll do the message. We'll do worship. And then we break back out into small groups. And this is what I'm really excited about. So normally what we'll do is we'll, we'll, you know, we'll have questions and we'll talk about the night. The middle schoolers, you guys are going to do that. You're going to reflect on the night. You're going to take in what you just heard and, you know, what, what did I just hear? You're going to talk about it. But you high schoolers, what I'm really excited about 
is I really have seen a need over the last couple of years that you guys need to know and be equipped on how to actually get into the word and how to take that to other people that you know, how to show them how to get into the word. So the high schoolers are actually going to do Bible studies together every week. And I'm really, really excited for that. That's going to be super awesome. Um, we have new small group leaders, like they said. Can I have all my small group leaders just stand up? Guys, we have 30 small group leaders this year. Can you stand up? There's many new people. Can you give it up for your small group leaders? They are phenomenal. So these small group leaders, like I said, there's like, I think there's like 12 new small group leaders. Um, and it's, it, it's going to be so awesome this year. You guys are going to have, you know, two small group leaders for your group. And you guys are going to have the opportunity this year to get points for your small group, as they said. If you play games outside, you probably heard them say, oh, my gosh, that limbo was baller. You get 50 points. Or, oh, my gosh, you just hula hooped around your neck 20 times. Uh, Nikki was killing it out there. Uh, you got 100 points. You will have the opportunity to get a max of 100 points per leader. Okay, so you can go up to all 30 leaders and have the potential to win 100 points for your small group. Okay, so that's going to be throughout the entire year. And at the end of each semester, we will announce the small group that has the most points. But I'm going to tell you that next week, I'm going to announce our first winner. So it's based on tonight. So whoever got the most points this week for this kickoff with all your games and just how your, your interaction with meeting your small group leader goes tonight, um, we'll have a winning small group next week, all right? Some of the ways you can earn points uh, in the coming weeks, memorize scripture. You don't even have to do it on stage. You can just go to your leader and say, I have five verses I memorize. Hear me out, and they'll give you points. Or you can, you know, go to fall conference. That's in November. Or you can do leaf breaking. We always do that every year to raise money for missions. Or you can just have a really awesome small group, and your, your small group leader might be like, that was so awesome. You guys are so engaged, 100 points. Um, and then every, yeah, so every Wednesday, everybody gets 100 points potentially. And um, so make sure after you guys meet your small group leader, go play some more games tonight so that you can get more points. It would be awesome if you said, you know, if, you're, if I'm a sixth grade boy, if I go to a seventh grade boy and I say, hey, I challenge you to a limbo contest. And if you win, maybe you'll, you'll get some points for your team. Um, okay, to start off this message, I need a couple of people who are willing to play a game and get their hands just a wee bit dirty, as Simon would say. Um, I'm going to look at the eager beavers. Um, okay, M Maverick, is that you right there? Okay, you make your way up. And then I want a girl. If you're, if you're a boy, put your hand down. Um, Addie. Okay, Addie and Maverick, make your way up here. Be prepared to get very dirty. All right. So we had we had a uh, little station outside. I don't know if anyone played it, but we had a station outside where there was sand in a kiddie pool, and you guys didn't know, but there was money in there. And you could have gotten a ton of money. There was $10,000. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but there was a lot of, uh, uh, like, dimes and pennies and stuff, okay? In this box and in that box... There are a variety of coins, of cash. You may not see it right now, but they're kind of hidden. And you have to go looking for them. Okay, you see some? Good for you. But I only, I only want you guys, look me in the eyes. I only want you to find the pennies. You are only looking for the pennies. They're small, 
they blend in with the sand. I'm getting in your head. It's really, really hard. And you guys in, I'm going to give you, I think, 60 seconds. And I'll get my phone out. In 60 seconds, you see how many pennies you can get. Who thinks Maverick is going to win? Who thinks Addie's going to win? All right. Count them down. Five, four, three, two, one, go. All right. You're only looking for pennies. You're only looking for pennies. Nothing else will do. I just want pennies. Keep looking for the pennies as many as you can. You still got 40 seconds. You're doing great. It looks like they are struggling to see up here. I didn't think about the lighting. I'm so sorry. If you found a penny, Addie has got one. If you find a penny, you're going to put it off to the side so we know how many you have. Maverick, go ahead and put them on the table so we know how many you have. You got 22 seconds. 22 seconds. All right, here we go. We're going to count them down when it hits 10. Ready, set, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hands up, hands up, hands up. All right, let's see here. I didn't, I didn't think about me getting all dirty. Oh, yep. Okay, all right. Addie, we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Maverick, how many do you have? Two, three, four, five, six. Right. Addie, thanks so much for playing. You can have a seat. You can have a seat, Addie. But for your prize, you don't get this. Okay, go sit down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Actually, I'm not kidding. You actually don't get it, but um, good job. Okay. Maverick, you are our winner. What was your strategy? Come over here. Come over here. You got to have some space to tell me your, your game plan, how you made it happen. What was your strategy? Kind of just sand through it one at a time. Were you like laser focused on those pennies? Is that like, did you just have tunnel vision for the pennies? Well, the lights, they just make it shiny either way. Yeah, it was complicated. It was hard. But, but you, you were just wanting the pennies, right? All right. Let's give it up for Maverick. He is a genius. You can go have a seat, bud. Hey, 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 actually, Ma Maverick, I do, have, I do have a prize for you. Here you go, man. You deserved it. All right. All right. Let's see what else we got in here. You know, I really didn't think about this sand. I didn't know it was going to be wet. I kind of ruined my cash, to be honest with you. Um, it'll be fine. It'll dry, right? It'll buff. Okay, so... Um, there were a lot of different things in here. You know, they had pennies, but they also had, uh, they had quarters, they had dimes, they had nickels they had to sift through. Uh, there was a, I think there was a 50 in each one, a uh, couple tens, a couple 20s. So there were a lot more valuable things than the pennies, right? Like all those things are worth more than pennies. But because I gave them a mission of what to focus on, of what to look at, all they found was pennies. And so the title of tonight's message is, you'll find what you're looking for. You'll find 
what you're looking for. Who can tell me Jeremiah 29, 11? Who knows that verse? Just shout it out. Just shout it out. What is it? Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Very good. Okay, does anyone know what verses come after Jeremiah 29, 11? It's 12 and 13. I'm kidding. No, it, uh, it actually is 12 and 13. But this is what it says. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You'll find what you're looking for. So many people like to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, but not many people know the context of that verse, right? Like, we don't, they don't know why it's written, who it's written to. So tonight, uh, I'm just going to give you a little backstory of why Jeremiah 29, 11 was written. So in the Bible, where is the Old Testament? Who knows where the Old Testament is? Is it the front of the Bible or the back of the Bible? The front of the Bible. And in the Old Testament, there was this group of people who were conquered by their enemy, so they had an enemy, and they were conquered by him. And then the enemy forced these people to leave their home and go live in the home of that enemy. And in this case, that, that place was called Babylon. So I just want you guys to imagine this, if this was you. I just want you to imagine that the meanest kid at school, like the biggest bully, who has stolen all your friends, they have hurt you super bad, they've stolen things from you, they've just really, like, you know, torn down your reputation, made you feel really, really bad. Imagine having to leave your home and then go live with that person. That sounds awful, right? That does not sound fun at all. So that means that the guy who wrote this book, his name is Jeremiah, he wrote this to these people. He is not writing to happy, joyful people who are living out their dreams. He is talking to people who are, they're hurt and they're confused. They're maybe a little fearful or a little afraid. But even in the midst of these circumstances, they're unfortunate, they're not ideal. God shows up, and he wants the people to know, I have a plan for you, and it's good. And if you seek me, you will find me. You will find what you're looking for. And I love this because earlier in the passage, God says, hey, even though you're, you're at the home of your enemies— and even though you're in an unideal situation with a lot of baggage, a lot of bruises, I need you to do something for me. This is what God says. In the midst of all that, okay, God says to these people, I, I need you to settle down right where you're at. I need you to be a blessing right where you're at. In the home of your enemies, you've just been stripped out of your home and put in their home, the home of the people that have hurt you. I need you to settle down there. I need you to prosper there. I need you to seek me there. I need you to seek peace there. I need you to be a blessing to people. Guys, it's not your situation or your circumstance that defines your life. It is what you fix your eyes on. You will find what you are looking for. So God knows that if you're looking to find everything that's wrong with your life, you are going to find it. You're going to find everything that's wrong. If you're looking to find all those that hurt you, all those who turn on you, you are going to find those people. If you're looking to find all the reasons why you, you shouldn't love people, why you shouldn't get close to people, you are going to find those reasons. 
If you're not, if you're looking to find all the unfortunate things that have happened to you in your life, all the kids at school that don't like you, all the people that have been mean to you, all the mess ups and mistakes you've made in practice, on the field, on the court, in the classroom, you will find all of those things and you will only see those things if that is what you are looking for. But if we do that, we miss out on the things that are way more valuable around us. We miss out on moments with good people. We miss out on opportunities to witness and to serve. We miss out on moments to seek and find God. And you're going to have things this school year, guys. I'm just telling you, you're going to have things this school year that do not go your way. You're going to have people upset you. You're probably going to upset yourself sometimes. So when you feel a little lost and when you go searching, be careful what you're searching for. Be careful what you are looking to because I promise whatever you are looking for, you will find it. So in this situation, God's saying, I know this is not what you expected, and some of you are living in your Babylon right now. This is not what you expected. Your, maybe your home life isn't what you expected. Your friendships are not what you expected. Just life is not what you expected. I know this may not be what you want, God's saying, but I need you to, to look for me because I am in this, and you're going to find me. But this gets muddled, though, right? Like, it, it gets really, really hard because sometimes Seeking God means that we have to sit in the mess and keep our eyes fixated on him instead of looking down and scrambling to get out ourselves. So sometimes it means that we have to sit in all of the bad things going on in our lives. We have to sit in that knowing, it's just like Peter, right? Like when he gets out of the boat and he is walking on water, he's in the midst of this storm, but because his eyes are fixated, he, the storm isn't going away, but his eyes are fixated on what's good. But it's so much easier to want to scramble and try to figure out ourselves, but that's when we drown, right? So in this scripture, uh, this is what happened to this group of people. And before Jeremiah 29, where we get Jeremiah 29, 11, the verse that a lot of us love, it's chapter 28. And this chapter uh, is where God warns the people that there are false prophets out there. And there were people that were going around and they were telling them, hey, we're in this bad situation. We're in the home of our enemies, and it's so bad. It's so horrible, but guess what? In two years, we are getting out of here, and everything is going to be better. God told me so. And so these false prophets were going around, even though God told his people, you're actually going to have to live that way for 70 years. He said it's going to be 70 years where you have to live in the home of your enemies. But there were these people going around, especially one person named Hananiah. And he was going around and saying, yeah, it's only going to take two years. It's going to take two years. So let me think. If, if I'm a person who has just been hurt and torn down, I've had everything taken from me. Now I have to, you know, move from my house to the home of my enemies. And someone is telling me, no, it's actually only going to be two years where you have to live there. Instead of 70, I'm going to go with that, right? Two years sounds a whole heck of a lot better than 70. And even Jeremiah falls into this lie, the one who penned these words, um, that I have a plan for you. And so after Hananiah says all that, says, it's just going to take two years, guys. This is what God said. Jeremiah actually says, amen. And that means this is most certainly true. So when you guys say amen, that's what you're saying. This is most certainly true. Like, I believe without a doubt. And he said, may the Lord do so. May the Lord fulfill the words you have prophesied. He wanted to believe it. He wanted to believe that there was a quick fix, that it wasn't going to take 70 years to get out of that situation. And so initially, instead of sitting in that mess and keeping his eyes fixated on the one who will uh, keep his promises, 
he he tried to scramble and find a quick fix that people here on earth were trying to get him to believe. And he realized then that um, that that was a lie because you know what he did? He sought the Lord. He went looking for the Lord. And in James 4, 7 through 10, it says, come near to me and I will come near to you. That's part of that. Come near to me and I will come near to you. And so I believe that after Jeremiah heard the lies and he kind of fell into it a little bit, like, oh, yeah, this is what God said, but it actually wasn't what God said. I believe that he, he sought the Lord, and because of that, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. So when he sought the Lord, he found the Lord, and he realized that what he believed was a lie. And then God told Jeremiah, yeah, now I need you to go to that Hananiah person, that, that person that was just lying, and tell them that I'm going to remove them from the face of the earth. And then zzz, Hananiah dies, just like that. And if you don't think that that's relevant to today, you are so wrong. This is going to pop up on the screen, and this is so powerful. So many of us don't want to sit in our situation and seek God's face in it. So much so that we are willing to seek out a quick fix that, that's actually a lie that results in death. Every time you guys look at scripture, every time you, you open up your Bible and you read the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's always a gospel story. There's always something that you can take to apply it to your life. And this is what God is saying. When you're looking for a quick fix down here, it's, it's a lie. Because that's not, how, that's not how God works. Raise your hand if you know what the Instant Pot is. Does anybody know what the Instant Pot is? Your mom have it in her cupboard. Did she ever get it out? Me neither. The Instant Pot was like this huge phenomenon, I don't know, maybe five years ago, ten years ago, something like that. And all the moms had it in their kitchen. And it was this thing that it took way less time to cook things. It was just really, really, really quick. God is not a, an instant pot God. He is a, he's a crock pot kind of God, okay? Life with God is in the long game. That's how he works. It's faithfulness over time. It's not for a moment. It's not for a night. It's not for a feeling. It's not for a high. He is looking for you to seek his face every single day for the rest of your life. And he promises that you will, you will find what you're looking for. So, so I'm just telling you, if, if you're going and you're looking, if you're looking to, to be loved here, if you're looking to be loved and you're going after just worthless pennies, you're going you're gonna to find that. You're going to find what you're looking for. And you're going to pass by all this other uh, more valuable things that actually add value to your life. Or if you're looking to be liked, hey, man, I bet I could find a penny. You can find someone that'll that'll laugh at your mean jokes. You can you can find someone that'll make you feel good. You can find that quick quick fix, but there are more valuable friendships out there that God has for you. He is not an instant pot God. He is a crock pot God. He doesn't like quick fixes. Okay? I'm gonna invite the worship team up. So there's something more valuable that God has for you. And tonight I want to tell you what that valuable thing is. Because you can go for pennies your whole life, and you can find a little bit of value, a little bit of worth. I don't even know what you can buy pennies with anymore. When I was younger, I could buy a Tootsie Roll, and that was very exciting. And now I think Tootsie Rolls inflated to like two cents or something, which is outrageous. But I don't think you can buy much with pennies. Am I wrong? No. There are things far more valuable. And what I want you guys to get through your minds tonight as you go into this next school year is that the most valuable thing in your life, if you choose to look for it, if you choose to seek it, is a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
And there's some weird people out there. There's some, so there's some God-believing weird people out there, just like Hananiah, who may tell you that you've got to do this, you've got to believe that, you've got you to check these boxes, you've you got to do these things, get this quick fix. And can I just tell you that tonight, a life after God is, is very, very simple. That is his design. He is not a complicated, confusing God. It is not easy to have a relationship with Christ. It's not easy to follow his way. It's not easy to go down the narrow path. But it's simple. So here's the simple truth. I know many of you have probably maybe heard this, but some of you in the room may have not. Here's the simple truth. This is who Jesus Christ is. He was a man who a lot of people pointed to. And they said that he was coming to save us. And then he was humbly born in a manger. And he lived this perfect life. And he modeled to us exactly how we are to live. And people before him and during his time said, he's going to die to forgive us of our sins. That's what he said. That's what he came here to do. And then he did that. He lived this perfect life. And they hated him so much. They hung him up on a cross. And then he conquered death. Three days later, he said, what he said he was going to do, or he did what he said he was going to do. He rose three days later. That is the simple truth. That is the gospel. There was a man who died for you. That's the simple truth. Someone was willing to die for you. And if you don't believe that, I'm just telling you, without Jesus, there is no hope. Without Jesus, our past is not washed away. Without Jesus, death means darkness. Without Jesus, there's no model of how to live. So that's the simple truth, that there's a, there's a God, there's a, there's a man who died for you to wash away your past. That's the simple truth. But then there's a simple instruction. It's not an easy instruction. It's not an easy direction, but it is simple. We are to look to him every day, every morning, every moment, every minute. We are to look to him. And so many people, they want to know what they got to do. And we, they try to make it super complicated. Like I said, what program they need to follow, what prayers they need to pray. It is not that complicated. Tyler and I were just talking the other night. We were laying in bed and, and I was journaling. And, and we said, this is what it comes down to. Two things. Pray and read your word. Pray and read your word. Pray and read your word. It is That is relationship with Christ. If you're talking to God, if you're spending time in his presence, you're living the simple life that God, God calls you to be. You're seeking him, which means you will find him because he promises you that. And it won't always feel good. It, always, it won't always feel good when you pray. It won't always feel good when you get in the word. It, don't, it won't always be this rush of emotion, this high. You'll have seasons where it is easy. You'll have seasons where it's really, really hard. But keep seeking him. Pray and read his word. And if you're serious about finding God, you are going to. If you're serious about knowing Jesus, you will know him. There was a girl in our youth group who graduated a couple years ago. And I'll tell you what, her name was Landry Burgart, and she went looking for Jesus. And she found him, and she acted like it too. She sought his face every day. She prayed like no one I have ever seen. And she read his word. She loved his word. And that girl was in a tragic bus accident just a couple weeks ago. And on Monday, we hosted her funeral in this building. And when they were going through her stuff to prepare for her funeral, they came across this note card holder. And inside were a ton of note cards filled with prayers. They were for specific people. 
in specific situations. She was praying for our youth group. Even after she graduated, she was praying for our youth group. She was praying for me. She was praying for a ton of other people, a ton of other situations. She had a, she had a verse, Pastor Madison verses, things that she was praying for us. She had cross point, all different kinds of ministries that she was praying for. No one even knew about it. She didn't do it to be seen by people. She wasn't looking after a quick fix. She was faithfully living the simple life that God called her to. When they went to go pick out the Bible that was going to rest under her hands in her casket, there were so many Bibles marked up, they didn't know which one to pick because she loved her, his word and she read his word. Landy Burgard did not know her life was going to end at the age of 20, but she lived like she knew. She saw God's face every day. She aspired to live a life after him every day. She prayed like we're called to pray every day. She read his word like we're called to read his word every day. And when Landry graduated from high school, she wrote me this note. It's up there. And towards the end, she said, before I came here, she's talking about you. Before I came here, I thought I had a great relationship with Jesus. Now I know I didn't. I'm so thankful that now I talk to Jesus every day and read my Bible every morning. Talk to Jesus every day. Read my Bible every morning. And we want Landry's legacy to live on. We want all of you to seek God like she did because you are gonna find what you are looking for. And now she's in heaven. So after these next couple songs, We're going to go back out to the parking lot and you're going to have an opportunity to meet your small group leaders. And during that time, each of you, you got these card holders. They had your food tickets in there. There's also some other things in there. And you don't have to get it out now, but what's in here are just blank note cards and a pen. And what you're going to do is you're going to go out and you're going to meet your small group leaders after these couple songs. And then I want you to write down specific prayers that you want your leader to pray over you. Because throughout this entire year, they're going to take those note cards and they're going to do exactly what Landry did. And they're going to pray for you. They will do that. And then there's other note cards in there. And what I want you to do is take those note cards and I want you to think of people at your school. Think of your school. Think of people in your family. Think of your friends. Think of people that you know need prayer. And then I want you to write those things either tonight or if you don't want to do it tonight, go home tonight and do it. But pray for these people. And then you know, you know what I want to happen? I want you to take these card holders to school with you next week. And I want them to litter your school. I want there to be so many card holders going around the school that teachers can't help but ask, why is everybody carrying these around? Students are asking you, where did you get one of those? What is in there? And then you tell them about a girl named Landry who lived after God. Who lived a life that was simply, faithfully seeking him and finding him. And then you can tell them about what she did and how you're letting her, le her legacy live on. And sometimes it's gonna be uncomfortable and you're gonna have a million books in your hands and your backpack is gonna be a thousand pounds. Stick it in there anyways. Take it to class with you anyways. Sometimes you're gonna walk into a class, there's gonna be people messing around, people talking to you. Take this out anyways. And pray like Landry prayed. I want that legacy to live on, and you guys can all be a part of that. We don't know when our life is going to end, but we do know that every single moment matters. Every opportunity we have to seek God's face matters. What we are looking for, guys, it matters. 
right here, right now. So normally, um, you know, now is the time where I tell you to close your eyes and bow your heads. And um, then I, I say a prayer. And this is a time for you to, like, confess that you actually believe in Jesus Christ, that you believe that he died for you. Um, but we're going to do things a little bit differently this year because I can't always see your face when you raise your hand. And I don't know sometimes who is raising their hand, and I want it to be done in intimacy. And so I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand tonight if you've chosen to follow Jesus or if you're recommitting your life to him. We're going to say a prayer together. But what I want you to do tonight, if you make a decision to follow Jesus Christ and you actually mean it or you you say, nope, I've fallen away this summer or I, I've never known him before, but I want to have that simple life that he calls me to. I want to seek his face. I want to look for him alone. Then I need you to tell your small group leader or come and tell me because we have resources that we want to get you. We have a devotional we want to get you. We have a Bible we want to get you. We have a little thing you can take home to mom and dad or someone close to you that you can uh, give to encourage you in your faith. We want to actually resource you with things, okay? So let's, let's close our eyes, let's bow our heads, and let's say this prayer together. Just repeat after me. Say, hey, Jesus, I love you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me of my sin. Make me brand new. Help me to live out your love. Help me to seek your face. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So let's all stand together. And I have one more thing. I have one more thing. So that note that that note that Landry wrote that was up there where she said, uh, now I talk to Jesus every day and I read my Bible every morning. I wanted to gift her parents with um, something that they could, they could, you know, see and wear and remember Landry with. And so there's these shirts out in the parking lot. You may have seen them. Some of you bought them. Um, but it's your handwriting from that note. And it says, talk to Jesus every day. And I asked the parents, where, where do you want the proceeds to go? And they said, to your youth ministry. And so we're giving it to missions. And so tonight, if you want to um, buy a shirt that has talk to Jesus every day, Landry's handwriting, and then it says live like Landry on the back, um, you can do that after service. Um, but let's just pray and, um, and just prepare our hearts to just really uh, worship him in these next couple songs. God, you're so good. God, we know that our situation and our circumstances aren't always what we prefer. They're not always ideal. Sometimes they just are never where we thought we'd be, God. And so, Lord, I just pray today that if these students are living in their Babylon, if they're living a home that, that doesn't feel like theirs, if they're struggling with something, if um, they're in circumstances that they never thought they'd be in, God, I just pray that you would bring that gentle, loving reminder what they're experiencing may not change. Their circumstance may not change. What's happened may not change. But our opportunity to seek your face will not change. And that is something every single day that we get to wake up to. Your mercy is new every morning, God. And I just pray that these students tonight let go of the past, let go of what they're holding on to, let go of all the solutions that they have worked up themselves and instead they would just focus on you. So God, I pray during these next couple songs that students would just break down those walls that they've been building up, that they would just tear them down and that they would just seek after your face, that they would look to you, Lord. It's not about a feeling, it's not about a high, it's not about an emotion, it's just about faithfully, simply seeking your face and looking for you. And so let these students do that in these next couple songs, guide them and bless the rest of this night. Thank you so much. We love you. Amen.
If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights, and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.